Hi, mate. Welcome to Indie Spunk. This is the place where emerging filmmakers can roll up their sleeves, get strategic, and create career-changing work from script to screen. Hosted by yours truly, Izzy Stevens. I'm an actor, award-winning indie filmmaker, coach, and an Aussie in LA. And here, you'll uncover your road ahead so you can get more stories funded, filmed, and celebrated. From building connections, pitching, crowdfunding, festivals, publicity, and creative entrepreneurship, of course, with a healthy dose of industry special guests, we talk about it all. And I get pretty honest about my experiences in the industry too. The good, the bad, and the ugly. (laughs) So if that sounds like your jam, I'm really glad you're here. Let's dive in. Welcome to this special episode of Indie Spunk Podcast. We actually recorded this last month at the Indie Spunk launch party event, which was really fun. We had this amazing location out in Malibu at Aviator Nation Dreamland, which was very fun, but I didn't want you to miss out if you couldn't be there on the days. We have this amazing guest, Marta Posen. We talk all about her pursuit of Jared Leto, how she became friends with Alma Harrell via a DM, her incredible success as a model, as an actress, and now as an award-winning filmmaker and what that path looked like. And I share a story up the front that's a little bit vulnerable. So without further ado, let's dive in. I'll see you soon. Thank you so much for being here. This is kind of surreal. It means so much to me. A few years ago, I was in my hotel room and I was in the middle of shooting this feature film and I was sweating. We were six weeks into shooting. I had been there for a couple months and the production was in breach of the contract that I had with them. They hadn't paid me yet. From the outside, This was a really fantastic, successful moment for my career. I was surrounded by A-listers. It was a moment for me that seemed so shiny, and it was gonna bring me to new levels of visibility and success, but on the inside, it was one of the most traumatic experiences I've had as a creator, and I didn't know who to turn to for help. My agent told me, just let it go, don't worry. You just need to be here and you can just deal with it. That advice didn't sit well with me. In my gut, I really wanted to take care of myself, but I didn't know how, and I didn't know who to turn to, and I didn't know whose advice to take. I didn't know who I could trust. People get taken advantage of in this industry all the time. And I started to understand that as I grew up in this industry. I'm not someone who ruffles feathers. I've walked on set in a professional capacity at 17, and I went from being a very rebellious kid to being a very quiet actor because I didn't want anyone to question why I was there. I didn't want them to say, you need to go because you're too loud, you're asking too many questions. I shut up, and all of those instincts in me got really quiet. And so I was in the middle of shooting this feature film, And I did something that I've never done in my life. I told them I wasn't gonna come to set. I was sitting in my hotel room in a remote area, surrounded by no one, no one that I knew, just the people that were working on the film. I was the youngest person working on that film. I was also one of the only women. And I lied, I said, on the advice of my agent, I won't be coming to set until payment has been made. Now, I've never held up set in my life. Many people here are actors and filmmakers, and you know, you don't hold that shit up. You gotta be there, you gotta be on time. 
And I said, I'm not coming to set. And I was freaking out. I didn't, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I think I probably lost my mind and was pacing my hotel room going, okay, the production production assistant is calling me and calling me and calling me. They're used to me waiting downstairs at the hotel. They're used to me being right on time. And I was not downstairs. I was in my hotel room. She's calling me, she's calling me. I pick up and I say, on the, on the advice of my agent, I'm not coming to set until I've been paid. And amidst all of this screaming that was happening, the voice of my agent saying, don't you dare, the voice of my, that, that voice saying, don't fuck it up, don't make them question your role here, don't do that. On the other side of the phone, the production assistant whispered, good for you. And in that moment, I was reminded of my power amongst all of the voices that go on in our minds all the time. And we have those voices, don't we? Like we have those voices that are telling us, doubting us, don't do that, that's too much. Your voice is too loud. I had that whisper, good for you. And I knew I was doing the right thing. I knew that that was my gut coming back to life through 10 years of working in an industry that was asking me constantly to make myself small, constantly to wait to be chosen. And that is what we're doing here. We are not waiting to be chosen. That is not what we are here to do. That is not why we've been put on this earth to be artists, to make things that matter to us and the world, to use our voices. Especially when the people who have the dominant voices in the world are free to use them. We need everyone's voice. Especially when you have been told societally that your voice needs to be quiet, it needs to be fucking loud. But I love being on set. It's my favorite place to be of all time. Someone asked me in an interview a few days ago, did you like the success of that film or something along the six, like these lines of how, is this, how are you receiving the success? And I was like, well, that's cool, but I just want to be on set again. Like, and we know, like, being on set is the best place to be. We love being on set. And I know I'm not the only one. And that is why we're allowed to make these opportunities for ourselves. We're allowed to speak up and use our voice. And every time we listen to that gut and do what we want to do, that is power. We can be really strong alone because we have to be. But we're stronger together. What excites me the most is that I get to work with very, very cool, wonderful people and so many of my clients I get to meet for the very first time in person today and I'm so excited about that. People who are choosing themselves in an industry that constantly is asking us to be quiet, being stronger together. That is what Indie Spunk is all about. So I want to bring this community in. However we know each other, we're talking about building big, unapologetic careers in the industry and not second-guessing ourselves too much being okay to ruffle a few feathers. That whisper, that whisper is the thing we wanna hold on to. That whisper in our gut that tells us, even if it's illogical, even if it doesn't make sense to everyone else, even if someone is questioning us and we think we can trust that person, that whisper matters and that whisper is you forging your own space, taking your own path. So listen to that. 
That's also why I'm really absolutely freaking excited to introduce our incredible special guest because we have someone here today who is an international star, talented actor, a model, has worked with some of the biggest brands in the world, Gucci, Dior, American Express, Vogue, Samsung, Modelo. She even did a really fun Harry Styles spot that I, I watched a lot. <laughs> Marta has appeared on Netflix and in films with Selma Blair and Zoe Zeldana. And amidst all of this incredible success, this amazing woman chose to make a powerful short film could do anything, could tell any story. But she chose to make a very powerful short film about female abuse in the industry. It rocked me and it's on Alma Hurl's platform. We love Alma. That's why I think this is the coolest, coolest guest we could have because we need more of these voices. We need more of these people at heights of success and emerging alike. We need us to tell these stories and be real and honest, which is why I shared the story that I went through. By the way, 30 minutes after I had that phone call with the production assistant, I got paid. 30 minutes. After weeks and weeks and weeks of my agent sending emails. And I found out actually that for a long time, I was one of the only people to have gotten paid on that set. And I was, again, one of the youngest and the, one of the only women. We can be fucking strong. And I did not get fired. <laughs> Without further ado, I'm thrilled to introduce you to this incredible, wonderful woman, Italian actress, writer, creator, and talented filmmaker, Marta Posen. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Oh I my feel gosh. like that was, the, uh, that was the coolest introduction ever. I'm like, <laughs> wait, does that mean? <laughs> Is it, should I get up? I'm shy at heart. Like, I don't look, like, I don't feel shy, but I, deep down, I'm like, I can be, I can be shy. So yeah, I feel you. Shy, <laughs> yeah, you can be shy. It's all good. Okay, so I feel like most interviews, they always start with, you know, how did you get here? And like, tell me about your origin story. But I want to know mm -hmm. to start to kick us off. What was your gateway drug moment when you knew, <laughs> oh my God, I'm addicted to this. I love this. Where were you? What were you doing? What did that look like? Do you remember? I was 17 and I was dating a drummer. He was in a pretty successful, yeah, we will date a drummer <laughs> at some point, I hope. Um, he was in a pretty successful band in Italy. And I don't know how he would like show me like all these artists and whatnot. And I just fell in love with Jared Leto. I know he doesn't have the best reputation now, but whatever. I was young and he was amazing. And I was like, uh, you know, I told myself, okay, he's an actor. He's a singer, songwriter. He directs movies. He's a writer and he lives in LA. I was like, oh shit, that's where I need to be. And I started like watching like movies in English and I started like really like trying to, um, learn the language as good as I could because I grew up speaking Italian. I didn't know yeah. English at all. Oh my gosh, the way they, at 17 you didn't know English? I mean, and look at you we now. We had British like teachers at, in, at school, but sure. it wasn't just like, I wasn't, uh, you know, like I was taking classes in Italian, so I wasn't just, I, I wouldn't be able to use it as much as, right. I, as I do it now. So 
I just knew that I had to come to LA and figure Find it Jared out. Find Jared Leto. Literally, and I did. <laughs> I actually, yeah, I did. But um, he's no longer in my, um, uh, he was my muse for a long time. But no, it's, it's a little bit of a joke. But like, he really <laughs> inspired me to like, because he came from nothing. Yeah. I, I, you know, I feel like that's really cool about him. Yeah. And I felt like I didn't know what it what 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 I really wanted to do yet. I knew that it had to do with storytelling, writing, mm. modeling, acting. It just it was so many things. Yeah. And I actually remember um, I was I think twenty two. I had just moved to LA and I had a um, I went to I had an audition for Francis Ford Coppola, and I went in and oh. met him in person. And he was talking to me in Italian, and he was like, you know, like, you seem, like, really cool. Like, you like fashion. I heard, like, you write. You, like, you write about fashion. You know, my daughter, when she was, like, 16, she had an internship at Chanel. And, like, now she's a, you know, she's a director, and she just designed bags, and it's all good. You can do both. And I'm like, oh, thank you. That's great. Career advice, okay. Francis. I, 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 I am not Sophia Coppola, but yeah. I will try to do both. But you kind of are a so little bit. So that was, like, a moment where I was like, oh. Wow. Fashion, okay. film. And fashion and film go really well together. They I do. mean, it's very aesthetic. They really, I yeah. feel like there's so many cool brands like, I mean, Dior and Gucci, where like they hire amazing filmmakers for their commercials and like they're so inspiring. I feel like there's so much storytelling in fashion. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. So, these were like two good moments that I think are, so like, you're, were iconic. You're dating a drummer. You've fallen in love with Jared Leto. You've decided to come to LA. You've had this incredible experience with Francis Ford Coppola telling you, go design bags and make films. Yeah, and it was for a movie that he's actually, that was a tape for a movie that he's shooting now. Oh, wow. Well, isn't I that, isn't, that is a lesson to all of us that things take Literally so long. Years. Yeah. <laughs> they take too long. They do, they do. That's why we make our own stuff. That's why. Yeah. That, the, this like, I made a short film that's going to be actually a feature film and I, we just got a sizzle for it and I had the idea in December and mm. it's what now? May? Almost yeah. May? And yeah. we have a sizzle. Yeah. So that's like what? Four months? That's Yeah, that's the turnaround decent, that right? we have when we... When, also, I feel like with indie filmmaking and diving right in, I guess, but like I think with indie filmmaking, we have such a much smaller amount of people yeah. working on something. It's just faster. It's so much faster. Yeah. When there's so many more voices, it's like, got to go through that, got to go through that. Yeah. How are we dealing with funding? What's the distribution plan? All of that stuff. And you stuff. know, you mentioned Alma. I love her so much. She's my everything. Like, I, whenever... I think whenever I'm writing new stuff, I always think about, will, will she like it? And so she made Honey Boy. That was her second, like, big mm. movie, right? She started with a documentary. Yes. And now she just shot a whole TV show for Apple. Um, and wow. she told me, I miss independent filmmaking. Every, I miss I it, hear Marta. That I, so do often. something. I'll help you. Like, I, I, I miss it. Yes. And she's so stressed out now. I completely – I hear that all yeah. the time from people who have now gone to that level where they're making so many layers. studio. Yeah. And then it's like, wait, indie filmmaking was so cool because we're yeah. just, like, renegades and we're showing up and we're just making it work and we're just figuring it out and it's all fucked, but, but it's that's great. what we fight for. So you got to, yeah. like – I feel like it's about adjusting to that level, to that, you know – even if it's not as comfortable, maybe. Yes. Like, she was literally telling me, like, I miss it. Yeah. So she'll go back and she'll make, like, a cool indie in a couple yeah. years, I'm sure. So you come out to L.A. Mm -hmm. and you've been in L.A. For 11 for, years. You've been in L.A. for 11 years yeah. now. Wow. A long time. You're just like, you're an Angelino now. I love it here so much, yeah. What was the journey of you coming out? Um, I came here... Um, I went to acting school for eight months and that was the easiest like way and fastest way to like get a visa and all that. Sure. And then I started getting like booked for commercials and I 
didn't really like doing commercials, but it yeah. was cool. And I got a work visa and then I got signed uh, to a modeling agency, mm-hmm. Next Models. And I eventually got my green card and started doing like a lot of brand deals and that Netflix show and just things like sort of happened. Sort but of I would say it took them. like five years to really feel like I'm at home and I yeah. know like, you know, people like I know, like, you know what I'm doing. And I feel like now, which is what, like over 10 years, I feel like I'm really like doing you're like, doing it I'm, I'm doing it you know like yeah I'm, I'm, at, it, I'm, I'm at the it. five year mark now and I so okay. agree with you I'm like I feel I can I'm at home now right it feels it like takes home. A while. Yeah, it does it from does coming from a different country completely so. yeah so when you're coming over did you you signed with a modeling agency mm-hmm. but at that time or even before that did you think about wanting to make your own film or was it like I just want to do anything in the industry wherever they'll have me and just getting ready to go I didn't think about making my own stuff. Yeah. I think I thought about it right before the pandemic. Yeah. Because I was so, every, like, I would just do so many auditions and, like, so many, like, tapes. And it just never felt like the best roles. And a lot of actresses will say that. Like, Mm. the roles are not smart enough or not cool enough or not sophisticated enough. It's always, like, the the hot chick or like the yeah. like the prostitute or like the the escrow like I get a lot of those yeah and I I I'm really kind to my agent because I'm like you know if this is what we get I'm this gonna is read it. for yeah, it and for I'm sure. gonna do it but it's never been I've never maybe a couple times I read for like once I think it was a journalist role and I went to Camilla Marone it's a movie by um uh Patricia Arquette mm. she's directing oh, it cool. it's gonna be amazing oh, so cool. that was one of the coolest roles I read for but um I was just bored and I'm like, I don't like this. I need to like Uh, write my own stuff. Through boredom, we make great stuff. Yeah. (laughs) And I just, I think I hit up a friend that I met years back here. He's an actor. He's a big actor in Italy. Mm. And he's made a short that went to the Cannes Film Festival. And it was so dramatic and like raw and just like amazing. And I told him like, I want to make a short. Mm. I don't know where to start. And then I was talking to another friend of mine. And he was like, why don't you have him direct it? Because you like his style. Yes. You could write it together. And I'm like, oh, that's genius. And so he simple. directed next one. He directed it. We co-wrote it. You co-wrote it. it. You produced it. And I produced yes. it. Yes. Okay. That's so what, that's the movie that Alma loved. Yes. She thought, I, I, I didn't think too much of it. It was very simple. It was it's so in interesting that you say simple. Okay, so this is the film that I was talking about where, that Marta has created and it is about female abuse in the industry. Mm-hmm. And it almost feels, there is almost something like Lynchian about it like a wow. like a Mulholland drivey, but that's, it's that's amazing. Don't you, you feel that. in in like a? It's just shot in a studio sort of vibe, yeah. like it's yeah. like a, it a like warehouse or like stage, yeah. Yeah. basically running auditions, and it's narrative. It's not documentary, and it's so well done because it's black and white, black and, and white. then the there's color starts to come in just a little bit. And I say that and it sounds like you know what I'm talking about, but when you watch it, you're surprised. Like I do feel like there's this element of clarity through the color. And we start to understand that the person that's doing the interviewing is actually the other side of it, which is this like perpetration, you know, perpetrators perpetrate. Yeah. Or have been perpetrated on. I didn't agree with that because I'm like, Mm. as an, I mean... Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm not gonna hear. I'm not here to say that I was abused, but like as a, as a, you know, like in the workspace, we felt abused many times. So Absolutely. from that perspective, I wouldn't say that I would go out and do the same to other people. No, of course. Quite the opposite. 
But I can see how some, some people could actually do that. But know? I think what was interesting is that it's the industry that creates the culture. And if you want to participate, there is that this conversation. Okay to, like, yeah. Engaging and sort of like, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that if you participate, you're sort of agreeing to it un- unwittingly yeah. as well. Because yeah. it's like, well, this is how it's done. Yeah. This is how we have to run auditions. It is how it's been done for many years. Yeah. yeah. So how much of that felt was like, you know, this is real life for me. This feels really, it, yeah, yeah, it felt all of very it. real. Yeah. And when we shot it, I was like, it was stressful. But I was on that chair, and so my director cared so much about all these film festivals, and I did too. But I was like, no, I think we're gonna send it to Alma. I just sitting wow. on that chair, I was like. I didn't tell him. I was just thinking to myself, we're going to send it to Alma. She's going to love it. She's going to put it on free to work. We're going to be friends. And she's going to help me make movies. And like eight months later, I DM'd her. I had met her once. We just followed each other Sorry, on Instagram. And I DM'd her the short. And she didn't get back to me. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. Oh, come on, Alma. A month later, she was like, I love this. How can I help? Like, I'll introduce you to my team. A month later, did you send any follow-ups? No. Okay. I'm not I'm, I'm great <laughs> My at clients DMs. know I love followers. I will DM anyone. And I, I made so many great friendships over DMs. And wow. um, bad relationships, but that doesn't count. <laughs> but no, DMs are great. You have to know how to do it. But no, she did How do you back. do it? You just have to be super kind and really mean it. Like, yeah. it's not just like, I think not being casual, just being like really, like, like you actually mean it. Like, like it matters to you. Yeah. I think every time you can like, t- you know, ask like if you need anything just show that it really matters to you so what do you I don't, I'm not I love that about, like, no I, I love I that I will show that I care yeah yeah I, I feel you like, like wear your heart on your sleeve yeah. I do I agree and I think that's we talk about that a lot with you know getting interest in your project you've got to kind of talk about why this is important to you for people to care no one cares about the log line yeah. the log line you've got to be good but yeah it has to be matched with something that's from a real place, especially yeah. on the independent level. And that short came from a very real place for the both of us. Yes, I bet. Because my uh, director's mother was like in a situation like that when she was younger as an actress herself. Mm-hmm. So we had a, you know, we felt it together. And Alma felt it too. Yeah. So she introduced me to her team. And I'm That's now amazing. like really best friends with her main assistant. And we're making a thing together that she's wow. an executive produce. From a DM. From a DM. Oh. A kind DM. So like, yeah. But I love DMing. <laughs> I love it. What, if you could paraphrase what that message said. Uh, my DM to her. Oh my gosh. Well, should we, not my phone. Should we look at it? <laughs> <laughs> I think I was like, hey, like I made a short that I really like want to put on free the work. I think uh, you would love it. I hope you do. Check it out. I, it was very Great. simple. Yeah, but simple, just, but... Yeah, like yeah. Heart, yeah, heartfelt. Yeah. yeah, not long. I'll screenshot it and send it. Yeah, to you. you send it. I'll share it. <laughs> I should have sent it. I love it. No, that's great. <laughs> it's so good because I think we're so af- many of us are f- afraid of reaching out to those people really? that we truly admire. Yeah, and maybe you're not. See, I'm not scared. See, there you go. I will talk to anyone. What does that say though? Maybe I'm not gonna be so like uh, put together, but I'll just yeah. go for just it. Just be real. I think so. Yeah. Um, when I told my director about her, he was—he didn't understand. He didn't get it. I'm yeah. Like, Let me just. He wanted the festivals. He wanted the festivals, and then I showed uh, the DM to a manager friend of mine. He reps a lot of writers, and he has a brilliant taste in like movies. And he emailed Sundance, 
with the DM on the, on the email. <laughs> on the, and he was like, I'm about to rep this filmmaker. She's amazing. You have to have her short. You, you need your, her short on uh, your film festival. They passed. But that was very, like, that was a good moment. Yes. You know, like, I still talk to him and we still talk about my other stuff. And so, but, you know, it, it took a female director. Because how many times do you think, well, yes. okay, I DM a lot of people, but don't, I have a new rule. But I don't think, I think we're good here. I don't DM or try to, like, take meetings with, like, white men over That have been in the industry 50. for a while, yeah. I don't. Because yeah. I don't, that did not work well It doesn't for me, work, yeah. And I don't want to feel that Just as way. a general rule. And I think that I connected with her at a level that I haven't connected with other yeah. male filmmakers before. Yeah. Um, even younger ones, actually. Um, so I'm really female filmmakers me too I feel you and make you like I, I love her you know and she's yeah. yeah I think that is one of the most important reasons as to why we need more people that are working and successful yeah. in the industry because yeah. it breeds more diversity I mean it's just it's just like basic math in my opinion and I can't do math but I can do that <laughs> yeah no I totally agree so. yeah but she was yeah she played such a good role in my life and still when I see her she'll be like Marta made an amazing short film and I get all red and I'm like, Aww. oh my gosh. So she's very, she understands because she was once yeah. us, you know, yes. she was that girl and she's yeah. like, I don't know how she got to where she is now, but mm -hmm. she did it. So she's so cool and very yeah. down to earth. Very, very, That's very. An ama amazing that you had that clarity in that moment and you took action. Oh, I knew it. Yeah. yeah, you knew. So you have this idea for this film. You make the film. Yeah. Right. You Going mean that next one. Next yeah. one. Going through that film process did you feel like you started to change as an artist as a creator or what was that like for you yeah I felt like a lot freer I felt like oh my gosh I can actually do I this. can do this I do it's this. so liberating isn't it it's so liberating and um the feedback was really great from the beginning like everybody loved it and I got a lot of press in in my own country like in Italy and I just felt like but I felt stressed about okay what do I do now like I yeah, I don't know because sometimes you make a really good thing and then you have to make another great thing. And, and honestly, I made another the, short right yeah. after, and I didn't feel like it hit just as as that one did. And that's so that's the sophomore slump, right? Yeah. That's the it's so common. Just got to get that baby out there so you can make number three. I know, right? But <laughs> yeah. I should have sat on it a little bit more. But um, we made it into like over fifteen festivals. Holy Shorts, like a festival here in LA. Oh, we have a little Holy yeah. Shorts special guest so right great here. To me, and it was. 2020, so we, everything was, like, digital, so we had to do, like, Zooms and whatnot. Yeah, well. We even had a... They like take a, such good care of their artists. They're great. And um, I met, like, a lot of really cool kids that were uh, also making a short for the first time, so mm. it was really cool. And, um, yeah, that was, that was really it's fun. Great. And me and my director, like, bonded a lot over that. Yeah. We're, like, really... And we, tr we wrote two more things together but nothing has felt quite as because you kind of have to feel it you do for me you know yeah and the truth is I think with that I, quality is important but with filmmaking quantity you kind of have to get a few out there to really start figuring out to where know, am yeah. I like what get your bearings because mm -hmm. most of the time I feel like you know especially early on in the filmmaking endeavors you feel like you're walking around and you're in a dark room and your you're flashlight so isn't much. working yeah, right yeah, yeah. so you've made next one and then you've made Mia which was really powerful and sweet and 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 I like intimate really intimate so Mia is like a character that I've been working on developing ah, for years yeah. and it's part 
like I wrote a feature for Mia, but Mia is this girl that I put everywhere. Like yeah. whenever I'm writing, there's always Mia. Ah. And um, so that was more like how she's so not like you at all, too. You think? There's a side of you that is Mia, right? Yeah. But then you as how you present yeah, is so warm yeah. and yeah and Mia is Mia's like cold, cold. Yeah. and I think it's so much isn't it fun to play those yeah. sides of ourselves no for sure yeah I, I loved it and I I want to do more with it I feel like it's just so intimate and so personal that I haven't been able to you know pitch it yet yeah I have a couple of ideas that I that totally I, that I have that yeah. I haven't pitched because it's so real it's not the time yet yeah know? and yeah. knowing right going through the process of auditioning for Francis, Ford Coppola, and knowing, oh, that took 10 years. It takes so long for something so to you emerge. you start when you're 10. So Basically. By, by 30, yeah, exactly. When you pop out of the womb, your parents should start writing the script for you. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, actually, that is a beautiful segue into talking about your documentary, your next project. Tell me about your fascination. So Marta's working on a documentary right now. It's still in development. They've shot some amazing footage. Yeah. And it's all about, I would love to hear it in your words. How would yeah, you explain so it? Yeah, so basically it's about, I'm interviewing people on why they decide to become parents and how they felt when they were younger with their own parents. And I think it all started with, when I was 17, I was in therapy and my therapist, I was dealing with a lot of like anxiety. I hated my family, whatever, whatever. And she goes, so why did you choose them? And I'm like, Whoa. holy shit. Do you choose your parents? Yeah, well. But then I didn't think twice about it. What a radical question about she was from like, your so therapist. Wh so why did you choose them? And I'm like, oh. And I didn't like ask her what kind of question is that. I was just like, oh, <laughs> so that I'm not going to ever be like them. Mm. And she goes, well, there you go. Oh, so maybe maybe it all makes sense. Like, my parents are fine. But I'm saying, like, I needed to, like, learn from them. And what Absolutely. To, you know, yeah. That's the title of the of the film. But then I was I was uh, watching this movie with Paul Mescal in December after Sun. I don't mm. know if you saw it. Yeah. And so he plays a young father. He's thirty and he has a daughter. She's like eleven, and they're on vacation together. She's filming him with a little VHS camera, and she's like, "Dad, it's my birthday. I'm turning eleven. So what were you doing when when you were eleven? Did you think you were gonna have me? Like, did you think you'd be here?" And I'm like, "Look at that little girl asking her father." did you know you were going to have me when you were 11? I'm 11 now. Hello, do you see yeah, me? Yeah, do you I'm see like, me? I thought that was so powerful. Yeah. So I'm walking out of the theater, I'm like, oh, I should just start asking questions. I should start mm. asking people like about how they feel about their own parents and when you know they decided they want to be parents mm. or how, or if they don't want to be parents also, because like, that's interesting as well, I yeah. think. Um, so I started you know, um, asking around like and asking people if they wanted to be part of it. And I got a great group of people so mm. far. Um, and it's very moving, actually. Their yeah. answers are very powerful. It was moving. And people want to talk about like it's like a therapy session. Yeah. So I think it's interesting because as a filmmaker, now that you've kind of taken yourself through these couple of shorts and you've been on set, right, as an yeah. actor and you've done these very international spots, you've kind of had all of this experience and something kind of happens where what we're actually curious about mm -hmm. can start to bloom because we've gone through all of those practice rounds and those exercises and suddenly it's like oh this is something I'm genuinely curious yeah. about and now I can bring those skills into this yeah 
I love that you're leading from your curiosity. I get fixated with things also. Like and when yeah. I keep thinking about something, like I have to do something yeah. with it. Like with the Mia character, I think of, I, I'd be thinking about her like a lot. All and, the time. Uh, there's other ideas that I wrote that I think are more traditional and mm. I just don't feel as connected. So I they're there for now, but mm. yeah. I'm a Leo and I'm Italian, so I guess you just have to feel it. <laughs> yeah. If you don't feel it, you just like do something it's else. Not yeah, it's not happening. Do you get into a kind of creative flow with this stuff? And yeah. do you find yourself having a hard time following through or you're like, no, I'm good with the follow through? I feel like I'm not. So if I was just a writer, I'd be going crazy because yeah. I can't just sit and write every day like yeah. a machine. I have to feel it from something that's happening to me in my life or some some memories or something I'm watching or listening to, like some inspiration that I just get through like my, my day, you know, mm. but I just can't, I, I don't know. It's very emotional in a way. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. So you're leading from an emotional place, you feel? I think so. Or I just get inspired. And so tell me about building your team for next one. What was that like? So yeah. my friend, uh, yeah, yeah, he was, um, he's a big actor. So I've known him as an actor and then yeah. I met him when he was in LA for a movie that was premiering here. And I always knew that he was a bit crazy, like out of the box a little bit, you know, because Italians can be so traditional and just and not as original and creative. No way. I was just no, in for Italy real. and it felt oh. so creative. I mean, not really. Actually. Really? You feel like um, L.A. is more creative? I think so. I think there's more room for weird creativity. Yeah, I that's like, true. You know, L.A. is pretty weird. Yeah, you can be weird and like make it big here. I, th I feel like in Italy you just have to be a certain like, – there's like – five ways to do it and that's about it yeah you know? so I just got back from Italy on Friday and we uh -huh. were there for two weeks and it was like if you're not eating lunch between 12 30 and and 2 p.m <laughs> you're not eating lunch They're like everything is closed about lunch like you can't skip lunch no you can't and skip I, lunch and I don't eat lunch. I, I'll have dinner I don't yeah. want to eat lunch so they're very like you know by crazy the about the food but this guy is not like that okay He's very like weird and so I felt like we would vibe create something together and he wrote it for me, and then I like I I added things, but I don't like it's almost like he he knew what I needed, and he was going through so a breakup. He, so we were talking about that and writing the thing, and oh, wow. I, it was just very like he would cry to me, and then we'd be writing some more. What was that process like? Because it felt really we did personal it over the to phone, you because he was in Rome and I was in LA. Oh my we, gosh! It took us a month and a half from Christmas. I think the day after Christmas, I hit him up. I'm like, let's make something. Yes, we shot it on. February, on the 20th of February, yeah. 2020, right before yeah. everything like shut down. Wow. Literally. That so was right. That was like, what, three weeks before everything shut down? Even, yeah. Yeah, yeah well. Actually, it was already, uh, things were already really bad in Italy, so I had to fly back. Oh, right yeah. yeah. It's lucky that you got out. I know, yeah. 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 Imagine, I, I don't want to be stuck there. Yeah, no, no. no. Uh, but so, it was very, um, it was just a be very beautiful experience, and when we shot it, I was so scared, because I... We didn't rehearse it. We didn't. We didn't have time to meet up and just work on it together. Mm. But it all worked out. Wow. And then I, I got. We got really sad that the pandemic was happening. happening. We felt like it could have done better, done, bigger yeah. things. It was a rough timing. It was a rough. Yeah, the timing wasn't perfect, but it still worked out. Yeah. And um, and yeah, it just. Well, it's it mean just, it's yeah. gone to festivals internationally. I mean, you've, it has, it's yeah. done an incredible People run. Love it. Yeah. yeah, and for good reason. I mean, it's a powerful film. Yeah, even like some like fashion magazines wrote about it. Yeah, because it's good to like you know talk about that whole Me Too movement coming out and basically yeah. feeling like oh, I actually can use my voice in this area now. And I think that we're very lucky. I think we're actually really lucky to be in the time that we're in because there is a lot Finally. more freedom. I know, right? It took so long. It's like let's take those 
you know, yeah. that tape off our mouths. Yeah. Um, so I want to kind of come back though and talk about this sort of beginnings of your career. You kind of hit the ground running with these these brands that you were working mm. with and the modeling that you were doing. Did you ever feel, you know, in the first few years of your career intimidated by what you were doing as a model, what you were doing with brands or did it, did the labels never matter to you? Like how was that experience for you? Oh, yeah. It matters. I guess yeah. still to this day when I'm auditioning for something, it's like, is she like, is she an influencer? Is she an actor? What, what, like, what, it, what is like, she? Yeah. I hate labels. That's why I love Jared Me Leto because he does, he does it yeah. all. And it's like, you don't have to have a label. You can have a band, you can have, you can be in a movie and it's all good, yeah. you know, but I multi hyphenate juggle. I was, I felt very judged by, I, I would judge myself, yeah, you know, of and, course. and be like, I don't know, I'm not good enough. And now I just don't care about yeah. whatever anyone says. And I just feel like I just go for it. And if it feels right, I do it. And just, I'm, I'm more confident. Yeah. So, but it is a lot about labels in this town. Yeah. But I think when you are really good at one thing, then they'll respect you more and let you do in other areas. Too. Like yeah. we were talking about earlier. Yeah. yeah. I think if you do really well at one thing, then you can like jump off of there's that. There's so many models that, you know, start acting. It, it's not as easy because no. you're labeled as that thing for, for, for a very long time. Totally. And was that a difficult transition from modeling to acting? A little bit. Yeah. Still, still to this day. We'll get like the model role, like, you know, like, just, right or my accent like I'm not from here so it's it's very it's more limiting that's why I like I like to make my own things because totally. I can write characters that don't have those limitations you know? yes so I'm so curious to hear more about how that transition looked was it you did you already have a theatrical agent when you were um, modeling and or did you look for one and say I really want to start acting I I had one mm. but I got uh, I got signed to this agency through my social media manager. Mm -hmm. And then I dropped my social media manager because they weren't good. And my acting agency dropped me because they were like, we uh, can only sign you if you're with, the, with that manager that oh, sent you to us. And I'm like, great. I had, you know, a different manager later on. And I uh, found a different acting manager mm -hmm. that's actually very smart and, like, believes in, like, he loves that I write. He loves that I make my own stuff. Because yeah. a lot of his clients don't. Don't. It's not that common. I no. mean, it is more and more, but a lot of my actor friends don't think they have to write or come up with their own characters or ideas or stories. So I feel like it's like a, it's like a thing you have or you don't. Or like, you know, it's not for everyone as well. So, yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was pretty, it was pretty chill. It happened in the last four years, actually. Acting representation in the last four years. Mm. What about you? You were an actor first. I was an actor first. Yeah. yeah. For how many, for a long time? For about seven years before I started making my own work, professionally acting. And how was that transition for you? Liberating. Mm -hmm. But in an, it, like, I think because I feel like going from modeling to acting is so much harder because than going from acting so to much. filmmaking. Acting to filmmaking is like taking off the corset, you know? <laughs> you just it's get, a more natural transition. Yeah. You're right? like running naked through the field. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. You know, and I think on, honestly, and I wonder if you've had this experience or maybe this is, st you're starting to have this experience, but when I started making my own work and directing, I naturally started booking more interesting roles because something in my energy changed. I don't, I didn't need to be a certain way anymore. I didn't need to present myself or to be in that box that they were looking for, that Australian I blonde girl, right? I was like, I'm just going to dye my hair back to natural. I'm going to go back and be, get to my roots, get to that boisterous vo vocal person that I always was when I was a kid. 
And that's when I started to feel like I was getting interesting roles come my way. So I wonder if you've actually had any inkling of that experience at all. Maybe slightly, but more so I would say that it just didn't make me feel so dependent on like booking roles that I wouldn't write. Which is very sexy energy for the industry. It is, yeah. When you don't need them. Yeah, you don't. But, you know, actually I dated this guy like a while ago and he, whatever, he's in a big show. But the way that he would book these auditions, he he didn't care at all. Mm. Wouldn't know the lines, wouldn't know anything, just would show up and like, oh, whatever. And, (laughs) and, And booked it. So I'm like, you know, you got to have this energy of like you have another life, yeah. another job, yeah. another everything, and then you'll book it. To circle back to you following your curiosity with this documentary and something that I think is really important to remember and touch on is that if we just focus on the bookings, we strangle the energy around us. Whereas when we focus on what we're curious about, suddenly things start to kind of, oh, I could I could use this skill or I could talk to that person. And our creativity starts to kick starts in. Your like moving. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I'm not as fearful. Yeah. Like, which kind of doesn't make sense because you're making your own thing. You should be more so like, oh my gosh, is this right? But I feel more like, I just feel lighter about it. Yes. Because I, I trust the process more. Versus just taping and reading for something that you didn't write. It feels so much colder. Totally. And de- you're so detached. Mm-hmm. Unless it's just meant to be, which happens, but not not as often. Yeah. So it's very, um, it's a more mature approach yeah. to this career, I think. Where, yeah. Like we own it more. We have it more under control. Well, you never really do, but yeah. at least a little We can bit just more. be deluded into yeah. thinking. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So if, if you had to, you know, go back and talk to your younger self and give her some kind of words of encouragement or some kind of message. Is there something that you wish that you had or knew? You know, when I was 13, I knew that I needed to be here. Yeah. But legally, I couldn't. So I wish that there could have been a way for me to have done it when <laughs> yes. I was 13 because that would have made it, like, faster. I did it as soon as I could. Yeah. I just, my inner monologue and my inner, like you know, like, Thing was pretty on point so I'm like hey I got you do this thing and I was I did it so like I'm pretty proud of like you know uh, just being able to like follow my intuition even mm. when my parents didn't want me to or like people around me so I'm cool with that I just wish I had started a little bit earlier but mm. it, it is weird. like um, I wasn't from here so it just couldn't happen yes actually. So yeah you need we needed to not know what we didn't know through all of those phases to get where we are now. So I'm feeling like the kind of gist and the message here is keep showing up for the things that you want in terms of your career, but don't wait for it. Follow your curiosity and make things that are interesting to you and let and then reach out to people in the industry and let them know you exist. Let I them know you're here. I think always reach out to people in the, right. in the industry. And sometimes it just takes time because you have to be ready. Yes. To either, because sometimes when you like ask, for things you might just get a no and you're not ready for that so yeah. sometimes I wait you'll know when you're ready like with everything in life yeah. and sometimes it takes longer and if it does don't be mad at that I mean I've been yeah. mad at myself at times for like taking longer than I want it to like uh do some things mm. but um they really do happen when they're meant to happen yeah. and it's not just a cheesy line it's actually true I agree with you and so you know trusting being tr- you know trusting that that's how it goes mm. is important yeah yeah that's so good that's so good Mara I'm so grateful for you you. I'm gonna you're so good I love to open it up for questions if we have our handy little mic handy (laughs) 
Marta, um, what is your community like in LA and is it mainly fashion people or is it mainly film people and how do those different groups of people support you in each? I have a great community in, uh, in LA and I have amazing friends that work both in fashion, uh, PR marketing, they work for like brands and I have a lot of like producer friends, writers, filmmakers, directors and they all see like all they see both things in me, like they see how I do well in fashion and in and, and TV and film. They're just, I've, I've had such great friends and people that supported me and I couldn't do it without them. And I think, um, I don't know, I just, I think believing in your ideas will make people believe in them as well. And I've always felt really strongly about things that I wanted to do. And I've always like, I was always vocal about it. So I think being vocal about what you want to work on, ideas or thoughts, even if they're not like at a final stage is very, could be very helpful. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah. That's such great advice. Yeah. yeah. And well, I'm, I'm good at making friends. So I make a lot of friends. <laughs> That's fun it's too. a great skill to have in this town. Yeah. <laughs> I have a question too. Um, okay, so I'm a playwright and screenwriter and I've been wanting to make the jump to directing for so long, but since I've never directed before, just having the confidence to make that leap is something I'm scared of because as the director you are kind of like leading the ship. What gave you guys the confidence to step into a directing role for your projects? You go for it. Um, okay, what gave me the confidence to step into a director's role? Okay, so I was having this recurring dream about a film or just like a series of images that kept bugging me like a daydream. So I wrote it into a script, but then I felt similarly. I was like, I don't know how to do that. I don't want to call myself a director. I don't know how to, you know, move forward on that. That seems really scary and it seems like everyone's going to laugh at me. So I'm just going to put that aside. And it was working on a film where someone noticed that I would be good at this which is why I think mentorship is really important and I think that the people that are around you who believe in you even just that one person that can give that kernel of hope that kernel of belief having someone say I recognize you and I think that you would be good at this have you considered doing that and to say well yeah I really want to and I have a script ready but I just I'm scared having people in your life who really believe in you is is helpful yeah community how about yeah, you same for me when I made next one I was talking to my friend who's a really well-known horror movie director and I was just showing him like clips from like music videos or shorts that I loved for like a whole afternoon I'm like see I like this and like when she does that and like that line but he's like just do it I'm like you think yeah just just do you have like a vision just just go for it so that made me feel like, okay, if someone that's made like over like 30 movies and is 50 and is telling me that I should just do it, mm. I will just do it. Yeah. And then you do it once and then you do it better and um, you'll be fine. Just, just go for it. I also feel like being a director, you kind of have to get out of your own way in many ways and remember that you're not there to, yeah, you want to steer the ship, but the ship is also being run by the pumps and the gas and the, all of the other mechanical parts of the ship, right? Don't know how a ship runs. Um, <laughs> can you tell? But, but it's not just you. Like, you're not the only one that's making the ship run. You're just directing it. So 
allowing your like surrounding yourself with a team that really will support you and giving yourself the support around you to kind of go all I need to do is allow other people's creativity to influence this and sh and be able to just show up and and work collaborate and I think that's the funnest part of directing is like the collaboration process it's not being the boss yeah. it's being the collaborator it's being you know the collective and when you get into that mindset it's a little bit less stressful thinking that it's just all on you in your hands that and I sense. think spending time with other creators like when I before doing the sizzle for why did you choose your parents I sat down with my DP and I told him like so many things about me as a kid and like yeah. random stuff that wasn't even about making movie but we just bonded over this this whole idea and he felt like part of the team and he actually gave me like uh he's like pay me less, but rent a red camera, please spend money on this. So we had yeah. this like agreement where like, we made things work because you really felt like part of the project. So I feel like making your team feel like they're part of it as well as mm. you were, even, the, even though you created it, it's very important as well. And um, yeah. Yeah, so true. Right. Thank so you both, that's super helpful. Yeah, of course. A big, huge thank you to our very special guest, Marta Posen, thank who's you. so wonderful. Congrats. And that's a wrap on today's episode. Thank you so much for trusting me as you grow that career up and up and up. And if you're curious about coaching, head to the link in my show notes. You can get info, apply, and grab a complimentary chat with me. I'd love to meet you. You can also snag a free copy of my script to screen roadmap. And of course, make sure you head over to the Indie Spunk IG for even more good shit. Stay spunky, and I'll see you soon.